If you have your Bibles this morning, I need you to turn to the Gospel of John. John chapter 8. The passage is starting in verse number 31, going through verse number 37, but we're just going to kind of key in on verse number 36. As we understand that we are uh, fixing to celebrate uh, or recognize the uh, founding of our country, we've already alluded to that we are grateful to those who gave the sacrifice, the ultimate sacrifice, so that we can enjoy our freedoms. But I also need to remind you that even though we can live in a free nation, you can still be enslaved. Are you catching what I'm trying to say? See, it's one thing to socially be free, but you do understand that you can lose those freedoms. But the freedom that we have in the Lord Jesus Christ, you'll never lose. And I have been in places where they did not enjoy the liberties. I was in Venezuela a few years back. Now that uh, is uh, turned into a, a dictatorship there. Uh, they was telling me that uh, even though on the outside they thought that uh, uh, they had a democracy, they did not have a democracy. And I met a, a number of people that knew the Lord Jesus Christ, and they told me this. They said, we might not live in a free nation as you, but we're free in Jesus Christ. We understand today in Cuba, China, other places, North Korea, those people do not have the liberties that we have, but by understanding in some research, there are many who are believers in those countries. And they might not be free socially, but they're free eternally because they've accepted Jesus Christ. And so with that mindset, I want you to look in verse number 36. Jesus speaking here. He says, And if the Son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. By God's grace, these next few moments that we have together, I'm going to be preaching a message entitled, Free or Bound? Free or Bound? See, I really believe of all my heart, and God has just uh, helped me to understand there's somebody here today. You're, you're going to celebrate the 4th of July and you, you've gotten time off from work and you can go and do whatever you want to do and uh, you, you can do all kinds of things because you live in a free nation, but you're bound. And I'm not just talking to lost people this morning. I'm talking to those who have fessed, confessed Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. See, there's a sin that has beseeched you. There's a sin that uh, you're just, it's a stronghold in your life. And Satan uh, has orchestrated that. And even though you're saved, you're bound. But I got good news for you. Lost person, if you've never met Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, you can be set free this morning. Saved person, even though you're saved, 
you're bound. There's a sin that uh, has controlled you and has beseech you, if you will. I want you to know there's good news for you as well. You can be set free. And so today, wouldn't it be a wonderful service that we came and we recognized our freedoms we have as a nation, but wouldn't it be a wonderful thing that before this service is over, somebody got set free, spiritually speaking. And so with that in mind, we're going to look at a message entitled, Free or Bound? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the power contained within your word. Lord, we thank you for what has already transpired here this morning. Lord, we are in awe of those who have sacrificed so much so that we can enjoy our freedoms. Lord, I pray that we'll be in awe of you today because you're the only one that can truly set us free. So, Lord, I pray right now the convicting power of the Holy Spirit is, uh, is convicting those who need to be set free today. Lord, I pray today will be a day of liberation for those who are enslaved and uh, who are bound by their sin. Lord, would you set them free so they can truly understand what freedom really means. And Lord, we'll give you all praise and glory for what you've done. And we're going to give you all praise and glory for what you're going to do in our midst. May you receive all the honor. May you and you alone be exalted today. And Lord, I understand I am nothing without you. And Lord, I know that it can only be, uh, if it's Mike uh, that's speaking, uh, that's all they're going to get is Mike. But they need a word from you. And Lord, I pray that you'll use me as your instrument. And Lord, that you would empower me and you help me to preach your word and your message today. And we give you all praise for how you're going to go about doing it. It's in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, we pray. Amen. Here's the text we've already alluded to. This Jesus is speaking to his disciples. And we, first of all, we need to see where does our source of freedom come from? Well, we understand uh, Jesus is making reference that he's the truth. See, the truth will set you free. And we understand when you see truth, you have to understand that's referring to the J Jesus Christ because Jesus Christ is real truth. He's the only truth. He, here, here's what we need to understand today is that we live in a nation that needs to know the truth. We need to know the truth. Now, we're not going to get it from our politicians. We already understand that. We're not going to get it from the world in which we have to reside in. But I'm telling you, you can know truth, and you will know truth when you know Jesus Christ. And so we see the source. Now, the source goes back some time. We see in Psalms 19, verses 1 through 3 there, I'm paraphrasing, but it says, "...the heavens declare His glory." And what is he saying? The psalmist is saying, you just look outside and you will understand there is a creator. But then he goes on and says that as you look and see the heavens declare his glory, that he says that it speaks every language. 
See, no matter where people are today, if you're in China or you're in uh, Sudan, wherever the case may be, they can look out and they can understand there is a God. But then we also understand in Romans chapter 1, well, Paul goes and elaborates a little bit more. It's in verses 18 through 21 that he says that the invisible will be revealed. He says uh, here again that when you look out and you see uh, God's handiwork, you have to know, you have to realize that there is a God. But then he goes on and he says the invisible will be revealed. Then we move into 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, we see what what is he talking about? He's talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. Because in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, he starts to talk about the death of the Lord Jesus Christ. See, we need to understand this morning that you can be set free because the Lord Jesus died for your sins. He went ahead and he paid the cost, the ultimate cost. I find it interesting that our Jewish friends, uh, they're thinking that uh, the the coming of the Lord is coming uh, soon. Now, they think the first coming. Now, also understand that they're looking forward to where they're going to uh, bring the animal sacrifices back into play. But the Bible tells us when Jesus went and died upon the cross, He became our ultimate sacrifices. We no longer need to bring animals to sacrifice. Jesus took care of it all on Calvary's tree. And we need to understand that if you're going to be set free, you have to understand that Christ died for your sins. Even while you were yet a sinner, Christ died for your sins. But then he goes on in 1 Corinthians and Paul says that he was buried. We understand that we have to be buried as well. In other words, that to have life in the Lord Jesus Christ, you've got to die to self. And when you die to self, you have life. And so he talks about that he was placed in a tomb that on the third day he got out of the tomb. We need to understand today the death, burial, and resurrection, the gospel of Jesus Christ that we're not ashamed of is the gospel, the only gospel that will set you free. We have to understand Christ died for me. We have to understand that I must die to self. But we also understand that when we die to self, we have a resurrection, spiritually speaking, that we come to have new life in the Lord Jesus Christ. And all the liberties that Christ has given us is there when we die to ourselves and accept Him as our personal Lord and Savior. So today, lost person, if you want to be set free, this is the way you have to come. You must come by the way of the cross. You must come by the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible tells us in Romans 10, verses 9 and 10, you must confess your sins. What's that confession mean? means you agree to what God's already said about you. See, the Bible says that we all, we all were slaves to sin. We were bound. We were in prison. We had a master. His name was Satan. He called the shots. Nobody calls shots for me. I'll do what I want to. No, my dear friend, you'll either have one or two masters. You'll have the master of that of the father of lies or you'll have the master King Jesus who will give you life and give you life eternal and will set you free. Amen. And if you're free in him, you're free indeed. 
But then we see, not only that do we see the source, but I want you to look in verse 36. We see the scope. Now, I find it interesting in verse number 36, the word free is mentioned twice. But they have two different meanings. The first time that we see the word use, it's there. The word means, it's a, a word that where they have been set at liberty. That's what the word means. Set at liberty. It's a term that those who were slaves, that when they got their freedom or their liberty, they were set at liberty. Okay, you, you follow me this? So it's a, it's a slave term, if you will. They were at one time were under a master, but now they've been set at liberty, which means they can have a new master, and that's exactly where you're at if you're lost this morning. See, you need to realize that you need to be set at liberty to find a new master. And the only one who can meet the qualifications to be able to set you free is Jesus Christ. And so we're set at liberty. But notice the second term or the second word there, free. That word means free born. Now watch this. Now I, I know we're, in, uh, we're Baptists, but uh, you ought to get a little happy feet on this one. The Bible says, Jesus speaking says, you can be set free. You can be free indeed. In other words, he says, I have delivered you from the old master, Satan himself, and I have set you at liberty. But also, I want you to know, this freedom goes even further than that. See, when you get saved in the Lord Jesus Christ, you are looked upon as if you have never been a slave before. Some of y'all are not getting stirred up on this one. Do you hear what I'm saying? Every one of us, we were walking to a beat of a different drummer. And we can say whatever we want to. I'm a free spirit. I'll do what nobody's going to tell me what to do. I want you to know that's nothing but a lie from the pits of hell. Because you did have a master. He did enslave you. And not only did he enslave you, but your flesh enslaved you too. Because you had to feed your appetite. And you had to go for fleshly desires. And we talked about this earlier in Sunday school class. That we have been set free. We have been set free from not only the sin that we committed today but the ones that we committed yesterday and the ones that we're going to commit tomorrow because the Bible says when he sets you free you're free indeed blazing and then watch he goes on and says what does that mean what am I free from see sometimes we use terminology that the lost world had, can't wrap its head around what am I free from? What am I saved from? Well, I'm glad you asked that question. We are, first of all, we are set free from the wrath of God. Amen. Now, some of you didn't get that. See, at one time, you had the anger of God on you. The Bible says that without Jesus Christ, you're an enemy of God. 
Now, we like to camp out on the love of God and, you know, and, and we need, He is love. Aren't you glad He's love? But also, also we need to know that He's a God of wrath. And here's what it says. The Bible says that if you do not accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, that you do not come to know Him in a personal relationship and you die without Christ, then you deserve death and hell. God will judge. And I'm telling you, we've lost sight of that. Many of our churches, you will never hear the wrath of God. It's always about how much He loves you. And He does love you. It's all about how we're all okay and, you know, just kind of pick yourselves up and move on. And, and it's okay. Oh, we all mess up along the way. Don't get too bent out of shape over that. I'm telling you, the Bible does not teach that. The Bible says that you will meet an angry God that you were enemies with and God will pronounce judgment on you. But thanks be to God. We've been free from that. When you stand before God, He looks at you. You're no longer a foe, but you're a friend. But then He goes on. It gets even better. In Romans chapter 8, verse number 1, the Bible tells us that we've been free from condemnation. See, you had a death sentence. I had a death sentence upon me. And the Bible says that that death penalty could not be paid by you. Impossible. That's the reason why the law, the law could not do what they was designed to do because you had a, if you was under the law, you had operated in your flesh. Your flesh always comes up short. The Bible says it this way, we've all come short of the glory of God. And so here in chapter 8, verse number 1, we see that we are no longer, we have been set free from our condemnation. See, we've been set free from our death sentence. See, you were imprisoned. You were bondage. And you could not get your way out. You couldn't talk your way out. You couldn't get a good enough lawyer to plead your case for you. But the Lord Jesus Christ set upon you and he started to woo you and started bringing you under conviction. You realize that you you were under a death sentence. You realized that you were bound for hell. You realized that your life was going to end in a place called hell and it was going to be there forever. But then you came to your senses and then you came to realize that you were in need of a Savior. And that one night, that one morning, whenever the case may be, you cried out unto the Lord Jesus Christ. You repented of your sins. You told Him you were sorry for your sins. And you said, Lord Jesus, I need you. I want to have a relationship with you. And Lord Jesus, would you come into my heart and come into my life? And right then, that very moment, the Holy Spirit came up and set up resonance in you. And He freed you. He freed you from that death penalty because you realize you couldn't do it. You're not good enough. You couldn't work hard enough. But thanks be to God because of His wonderful marvelous grace, the Lord Jesus has set you free and He set you free indeed. But He doesn't stop there. We also see He's delivered us from the power of sin. In Romans chapter 6, Paul speaks quite a bit about that. Paul talks about being crucified. Talks about no longer uh, do we have the dominion of sin upon us. Now I'm watching this. Watch this. Now we're talking about eternal life, but I'm telling you, when you've been set free, you can have abundant life. And so as you're going through your Christian walk, 
you can realize that you do not no longer have to give in to temptation. You no longer have to, you, you, didn't, you couldn't help yourself before, but now the power of God is in you and the power of God has overwhelmed sin. What do you need to do? You need to realize that you have to do your part though. Now what is that? First and foremost, you must feed your spirit and not feed your flesh. So wait a minute, Brother Mike. I've read it in Romans. I know what it runs. It says we've been crucified. The flesh has been crucified. You're exactly right. But we still have that old nature that wants to keep on rising up. And what we need to do is we need to cut off the food source. Did you hear what I said? You need to cut off the food source. Well, I can't, bro, Mike, I just, man, I, I really have a hard time with this or, or whatever the sin may be. But I'm telling you, you no longer can use that as an excuse. Because the Bible says that when you died to self and you had newness in life and the Lord Jesus lives in you, the power of sin no longer can hold you captive. You can be set free. Yeah. And there's somebody in this congregation this morning. You have a sin that's been a stronghold in your life. Maybe alcohol. Maybe whatever the case may be. And, and, and if you tried and you tried and you tried and you tried and that's your problem. You tried, you tried, you tried. I got good news for you. If you've been saved, the Holy Spirit resides in you and the Holy Spirit can overwhelm that temptation and the, the power of uh, sin no longer has a hold on you. I don't know about you, but that's some shouting grounds to know that because I've been set free by the power of God, I am no longer indebted until sin. I no longer have to give in to sin. I have a new master. His name is King Jesus. And if I keep feeding my spirit the way I'm supposed to feed my spirit, then I will be victorious. I can be more than a conqueror who Christ who strengthens me. And so we see the scope. What is the scope? The scope is that you've been set free. Let's just go ahead. We'll boil it all down. You've been set free. You no longer have an excuse. Now, in Galatians chapter 5, verse number 1, it says it this way. It says to stand fast. Amen. Remember, we looked at that Wednesday night, I believe. Sunday night, whenever it was. One of those nights. And we talked about standing. Remember, that's defensive warfare. See, we no longer have to fight for our victory. That victory's already been won. You no longer have to fight for your freedom. That freedom has already been won. But what you're doing is you're being defensive. You're standing what's already been given to you. And it says here in Galatians 5.1, it says, Stand fast of the liberties of Christ who has freed you. What has he freed you from? Then he gives a warning. Do not be entangled with the yoke of bondage. That's what sin. Sin was a yoke. You were in bondage. But because of what Jesus Christ has done for us, we no longer 
have to give in. We've been set free. The yoke has been removed. But what we have to do is we have to stand our ground. We have to be steadfast in our faith. The Bible tells us that we are striving. What are we striving for? We're striving to be more Christ-like. And we've looked at this on Wednesday nights about being steadfast and about running the race. And we understand that you're not doing it on your own. You're doing it with the enabling of the Holy Spirit working through you. And so here's what I'm trying to say in a roundabout way. That you do no longer have to be in bondage to the sin that has beseeched you and has drug you down and has spiritually immobilized you, you can be set free in the Lord Jesus Christ today because of what he did there on Calvary's tree for you and for me. But then we move on. He says, what is about the sacrifice? As I was looking about some of the history of our country, I came across some information that I found Quite appealing. Not appealing, but convicting maybe is the better word. Those who signed the Declaration of Independence, I started to look at some of those that signed, and I came across these statistics. Of the ones that signed the Declaration of Independence, five of them were captured as traitors and tormented unto death. I also found out that 12 of those that signed the Declaration of Independence, their homes were completely burned to the ground. Also, two of those who signed the Declaration of Independence, two lost their sons fighting the war for freedom. Two others' sons were captured Nine of those who signed the Declaration of Independence, nine fought in the war and lost their lives. We understand that we are indebted to so many people for our freedoms that we have today. It cost them their very lives. Others went totally bankrupt, lost everything. All because of freedom. I had the wonderful privilege some years ago to go to Hawaii and I went to the USS Arizona. It's a very impressive monument. As you walk out over the waters, there's a semi-rotunda there. And all the names of the 1,200 or so Sailors that lost their lives are on that wall. It's a very humbling experience. I was with a group of people, and as we stepped into that rotunda, there was nothing but silence. I started looking at the names. People I didn't know. Didn't know them from Adam. But something overcame me that day. And I was thinking, these are the people that have allowed me to be free today. You look off to the side, they'll tell us, every once in a while you'll see a drop of oil still come up. At one time they thought 
they needed to go ahead and retrieve the bodies and they thought better of it. So as you're on that monument, you're sitting over the grave of over 1,200 who gave their lives so that we can be free. We do not discount that. We probably need to do a better job or recognize those who have done that. My wife who works for the VA, she tells me story after story of those who have not only had physical injuries but also have had head injuries. Many of our veterans today are homeless. Many of our vets today have medical problems, post-traumatic. We can go on and on and on. Many of them have turned to alcohol and drugs to relieve the pain because they can't get over what they've experienced so that you and I could go free today. I'm telling you, that's a sobering thought. People that did not know you and people that did not know me were willing to pay the sacrifice so that we can enjoy our freedoms. I thought about all that. That's the reason why every chance I get when I see someone in uniform, I try my best to go and thank them for their service. We can go ahead and we can talk about how we've been mistreated, how the VA is not doing what it's supposed to do. We could do all that. and we're not, That's not what we're here for this morning. But I'm telling you, there are some who are still fighting the war today. They're still fighting the war today. Now let's get close and personal. There are some of us here today that have never served in a combat, never served in the military, but yet we're still trying to find the war that's bound us in our sin. Now, we could give all the programs... We can do all the things on the outside to try to make their lives better. But that's not where they need the help the most. What all of us need help with is not another program. What we need is a personal relationship with Jesus Christ because He's the only one that can set you free and He'll set you free indeed. Isaiah chapter 53, verse number 5. Paraphrasing here. Jesus Christ paid the ultimate price. Now, those who have served don't know us by name. But the one who paid your price so that you could go free, spiritually speaking, knew your name. While he was on the cross, you were on his mind. He wants to have a personal relationship with you. He wants to set you free. Because the Bible tells us there in Isaiah 53, 5, he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. And by his stripes, we can be healed. I don't know about you. But on this 4th of July, would it not be a 
shame that somebody that attended this service this morning, they go and they do what they do on the 4th of July, celebrate their freedom, but they're still bound in their sin. What a tragic day it will be when someone here goes out the same way they first came in. But by the authority of the Word of God, Jesus speaking, Jesus says, you're free. You're free indeed. What you have to do is accept that wonderful gift that He's offered to every one of us. I don't know about you, but I've talked to many that have served in the military. I've met many at the VA, many of them. And you saw by the number of those who came, many of you have made that decision. Some of it, you made it while you was in the service. Some, you did it a little bit later on. Whatever the case may be, you came to realize that you no longer want to fight the war. The war has been won. Jesus took care of that.